Then I stumbled to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to I'm so jealous of your job. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Hot Flush, the premiere podcast for the perimenopause. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Wig, and my friend, Mrs. Berry. And Mrs. Berry has been working nine to five. Nine, well, it's actually been just, I don't know, dawn till dusk. Mrs. I know Wood. they expect that these days. Well, by the time you put your commute in on either side, I am back on the bus. No, literally. Not and, the Berry bus. <laughs> literally and figuratively. And how long does that take you to get from where you live to the office? So door to door, it's about an hour and 20. That sucks. Yeah, it's not great. The, uh, but the actual public transport things, I haven't done that for ages. That's actually fantastic. Yeah. You just sit on the bus. I listen to podcasts, I read, I look out the window. I'm sure it's not going to take very long before I'm falling asleep and drooling. Yeah, and all... catching all the flu because people yes. cough on I am actually getting. I am actually going to get the, the flu, flu shot. shot this year because we all know that public transport is a petri dish of human disease and pestilence. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I get the bus from home. Have you had any city? sort of observance of any racial slurs or no. anyone not giving old ladies seats? No. Or everyone on, behaved on everyone the northern, on the northern beaches is Because you're behaved. all stoned. <laughs> all the time. Oh, yeah, they're probably just recovering from a big night the night before. <laughs> or they've all been already up since 4am having a surf. <laughs> they're, already, they're already plum tuckered. <laughs> like, we can't be bothered to pick fights. We're too tired. So uh, you've been yes. there for two weeks now. Two weeks. And this was my first full week in the office. What was being the, the best part? Um, the best part is actually starting to feel less terrified. Like that, Yay! You know, so starting to sort of understand the pro- – you know, actually understand the job. So that's quite good. Uh, but if I'm truly being myself, I would probably say the best part is uh, – Access to just events. Events. Actually being <laughs> invited to places where they give you free brews and alcohol. And then, and then, so last night I went to the opening of the new function space at the Opera House, which is in the bottom of, it's at the northern end. So you, the rooms there just look out onto the harbour and the Opera, Bri- the, uh, the Opera Bridge, the Harbour <laughs> Bridge. And, and Karen Martini, um, a remarkable Australian chef, is the, um, what do you call it, like the signature chef you know, who's helped design the menu and all that sort of stuff. But the thing is, right, so you, I get invited to things. It's remarkable. The food's insane, you know. Yeah. Oh, um, ma'am, would you like another Prosecco? But Do I all, look like I'd like uh, another Prosecco? Which is all lovely. And then, but I, I am there for work. So I interviewed her and then I went and spoke to all the senior management of Trippus White, which is the company that does the actual, has the catering contract. So, but I, I, my job is involved in talking to people. So um, it's not I, really a job for you. I kind of love talking to people. <laughs> so I certainly don't feel like I'm having to work the room. Like it was just like, oh, hi. And, you know, well, okay, let's, let's catch up next week and you can fill me in on all the actual nuts and bolts. But uh, yeah. And you get um, paid to do that. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't get paid after that, but yeah, that's yeah. my job is now to go and write about it. But I get to go to the event. I'm going to the launch of a new Arnott's Biscuit next week. Do you need a plus one? 
Well, yeah, I can ask for a plus one. Yeah, what sort of biscuit? I don't know, it's all a big secret. Can I tell you those? Speaking of Arnott's biscuits. I'm, I probably am not meant to tell you even that I'm, there's a launch of a new oh, biscuit. Oh, God, they're all so precious, aren't they? Fucking hell. PRs, honestly. I know. Um, I did canteen this week and the milk dairy farmers sent in some samples for us to try. And there was... Oh, a, the bottom lip is quivering. A mint slice, which is one of my favourite things in the world. Yes. A mint slice flavoured milk. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. Oh, it just was medicine. Yeah, I was just going to say. It's very difficult to get a peppermint mint flavour into a beverage. Yeah. You can't, like, because it... And and that brings me to my next point, Kim. Yes. What the fuck? Spaghetti bolognese flavoured Smith's crisp. Yes. Mac and cheese. If I put this in the wash now, will it be done in 32 minutes? Yes, darling. Just put it on a quick cycle. Okay. Okay, thank you. Oh, school holidays. School holidays. Hey. <laughs> right, anyway, yeah, so they're, yeah. they're now actually bastardising normal products. Yes. Um, into... And do you know what else... Flavours, just for shits and giggles. So, But do you know what is also happening in the food world is what's happening in the movie world? So how they're doing all the remakes of yeah. the old movies that we, you know... Star is born, etc. Yes. They're doing that with foods. So Lifesavers which you may not have known were no longer made in Australia, are coming back to be made in Australia. Australia. Yes, I, I do know. So, yeah. I don't know where, why I know that from. Do you know it's been one week since the most brilliant night I have had for a long time, ladies and gentlemen? I don't like to go out very much anymore because I like sleeping. But last Saturday night we hosted 50 of the most glorious women and two men. Tremendous. Uh, at our favourite Chinese restaurant for the, our first ever hot flush dinner. Did you eat much? Yeah, did you? No. I was a bit too excited, I think. I was too excited. I had my lamb pancake. I had, oh yeah. Well, oh, and my duck pancake. And I had four honey prawns, but that was it. Oh, really? Yeah. It was so much food. I know, but I just couldn't. I was being a social butterfly. It was so much it was fun. Like, it, was like our, it was like it was our wedding. Yeah, that's what you I know, said. You never, get to eat, you never get to eat if you're the bride and groom. That's what I said. This is better than my wedding. I know. Wasn't it fantastic? I know. Oh, my God. You've never been into a room with so much love and positivity oh, and no. people just hugging strangers and, yeah. and all a bit drunk at the end. Eventually, oh, no. the restaurant said, can you leave? It was 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. We've been there since six. <laughs> Five hours of 50 women. Just... On the, like... Substantially on the piss. Yeah. And getting louder and louder and louder. It was great fun. Do you know what, though? I decided... I've decided afterwards... We haven't actually... uh, Ladies and... um, Anderson Anderson and... Andrew. Andrew and Cameron. uh, (laughs) We uh, we haven't discussed this yet, but I think what we need next time is a little bit of a... We need two chairs and... um, and Sam on a stool and just doing a little concentrated talk because even though we talked to everyone, I don't feel that we got to do enough talking to the room. So we need a little Q&A that only goes for a little bit. We all just got too excited. We got too excited. It was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, there's you. Oh. It was very, wonderful. And there was a was whole wonderful. heap of the ladies that come on the Woogs World trips from overseas came down. That was So they had a reunion. And that was amazing. Anyway, it was just, um, and then we were next door to this little dive bar called Foxtrot, which was a very cool little bar. Oh, Do you, have you been there before? No. Isn't I didn't it? know something so cool could actually exist on the North Shore. I know. Well, no one really talks about it because yeah, everyone goes to Small Bar or the Burlington and they have oh, their rosé. But this oh, is a little dive no, bar. No, this is like cocktails and, and we met the owner. And, and hot, hot um, staff. Oh, there was, there seemed to be a little bit of a rule about the bartenders 
One, all male. Two, manicured beards. Three, hot. 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 I did have a, a fight with the um, the DJ because he didn't know who Run DMC was. Oh, excuse me? I said, can you put some Run DMC on? He goes, who's that? <gasps> I was like, get out. out. You can't be, a, you can't be a, a, a DJ and not know and who Run DMC are. And then I said, can you please put some Brian Ferry on? <laughs> Avalon. He said no. <laughs> so he played all this music. Come on. Like, oh, oh God. Uh, please tell me that was probably about the time that, was, that we were like, that was you post were like, tequila. It's, it's time I go. Post tequila slammers. There so were some naughty women that, that do. When was the last time you were out that late? Oh, God. I couldn't tell you. Because you didn't stay out that late in Bathurst. No, never. You were, uh, you, were up in, you were up and tucked in at 10, oh, 10.30. I hate having late nights. You were out past 1am. I know. And that's when I went, I've got to go home now. I'm missing out on my REM cycle. <laughs> and what time did I get to bed? Four. Yeah, 4.30. 4.30. But that was time corrected. So when Rob was driving me home on the Waycoast Parkway and I was on the clock in the car, it was saying 5.15, I was crying going, <laughs> but this is when I normally get up. <laughs> I haven't even been to bed yet. I've lost a whole night's sleep. When will I find that sleep again? Anyway, oof, we're going to oh organise another one. It was just wonderful and it thank was... you all for those who came along i hope you had half as good a time as we had yes it was and big props and thanks to sam leith who ran the show oh sam gorgeous woman oh. what's, what's this uh i've had a shitty week yeah i knew you'd had a shitty week because you went to ground i do i go to ground yeah. and then everyone goes tip 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 are you okay yeah. someone friend said to me yesterday come for lunch went, no. mm. and she said i think you should and I went, okay. And then she said, what's going on? I said, I've just had a really shitty week. Mm. Started on Monday when I I went to Costco, which we'll come back to. Um, yes. And then the kids came home and I bought them a backpack each because one of them had smashed their backpack in their bag. And this back, laptop, sorry, this backpack oh, okay, yeah. had a special laptop thing that protected. A bit protected and a bit patterned. And yeah. he said, it's not, it's not my vibe. So you can imagine which one said that. So I fucking exploded. <laughs> I, and it's so bad for you to do, because especially for me, because it just, all of my adrenaline comes in. Yeah. And I said the most bad things ever. And so that didn't go down. And then the next song comes ambling in. What's for dinner? I said, you know, chicken wraps. He goes, Ugh, gross. So I... Fucking flared up again, <laughs> and was and was uh, number two son back like in his room by this point, just rocking. Oh, and just I, know, going, I, I had put him into tears. Number one, don't do it. Number one, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, there was there was no signal put out, and no. he walked straight into a trap. Yeah, um, which he probably would have been quite pleased. About, I was just going to say, actually, Jack was probably quite happy about that. Um, so by the time Mister Wee came home, we were all sort of just rocking in our corners. And, yeah, <laughs> and then and then the um, coronial inquest went all week about the death of my friend. Maria, yes, whose husband gassed her and her two beautiful children. children. Yep. So I was sort of not wanting to watch that, but wanting to watch that. So that sort of put me on my ass. And then yesterday at five o'clock, I put something out on Facebook saying I've had a fucked week, and everyone sort of said oh, I had a fucked week too. So then I decided to put a line under it. Yes. Yeah. And just go. Okay. Well, yeah. That, that's done now. It's in the bag. That's done. That done. week was done. Um, mm. And as I always say to my talking doctor, next week's going to be brilliant. And she'll always go, Kate. Next week will be better. Yes. Don't put those sort of expectations on yourself. Do you know one of the 
biggest steps forward for me in my mental health was recognizing and and having to tell remind myself all the time that if I had had a bad day, it was a bad day. It was not about it wasn't that I was a terrible human. It wasn't that I didn't deserve nice things. It wasn't that the world was against me. It was just a bad a series day. of stupid and things just, that presented themselves and so, to you. And it's done. And but I'm you still can, here. You're still here. You're still getting up. You're still I know. But you can either do what I should have done, which was just to stop catastrophizing everything and just take each minute as it comes. Mm. Or I can sit there and go, God, this is fucked. You're fucked. This is fucked. It's all fucked. I couldn't write. Yeah. I didn't have any creativity in me at all. I didn't want to see anyone. I think, I mean, I know that it sounds weird, but I think it's good that we have peaks and troughs. Yeah. And I think it's also actually really good that our kids see us lose our shit. Oh, can I tell you? how much of the time do you hold your shit together? So that then when you lose it, they kind of go, oh, See, because I don't do it very often. But this was in my top top 10 of all time, 16 years of parenting. It was in the top 10, so it was pretty up there. Yes. But I got to tell you, I didn't apologize. No. And Mm. it reset everybody. Yeah. It was quite interesting. Everyone sort of realised that mum's a human. Yeah. And... She, we've found we've found her limit. Yeah, and maybe I or we've pushed and, and her I to did our, get we've apologies. Pushed her to a limit. Yeah, I did get apologies as well. And I'm like, look, I love you. You know, you're the best thing I've ever done. I said, but you know, at some times, you know, and I'm trying to explain to them when I was that age, our big treat was on a Friday night. We got fish and chips and a ice cream. Yeah, but. It's then it's this sense of entitlement that they have, but have I instilled that in them, or do they get that from their peer pressure? Like, just like I want to go to Chatswood and have sushi. You know, here's ten bucks, here's twenty bucks. Like, yeah. Ugh. yeah. Where do we draw the line? Well, you know, it's a different time. It's a different time, Swoke. I know. I don't know. I mean, I like think it. about it. Think about when we grew up. I mean, on telly. Like Saturday, there was cartoons. You had to run and piss and run and get back in yeah. time for the ad break. There, there weren't. I mean, their world is so different from ours, and all. And I think what that has done really is is made us as parents have to actually find what is actually the most important things, and and those important things are respect, manners, love, communication, kindness, communication. Yeah, because now they can watch whatever they want whenever they want. They can record and download their favourite song and listen to it over and over whenever they want. I know, maybe they can when eat... you start to sit there on a Sunday night, listen yeah, to Casey Kasem. To... Yeah, on and the then... top 40, America's top 40. And then we'd have to go press record. See, look, comes in, $10. $10. And then chat will come out. Yes, but you're going to do jobs. Yes. Haven't already been doing Yes, it? okay, we're recording, mate. Okay, hi. Hi from Jack. Say what I mean, ten dollars. I need to put the aircon on. Oh, aircon. Oh, um, Ooh, that was a bit ranty. No, no, but you're right. But you, it's 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 so true. Interestingly, my children don't actually ask for money because they know I don't have any. <laughs> uh, but that will all change this week because the seventeenth of April marks the first proper paycheck I have had in fifteen months. What are you gonna? Do? What you have to every time, girls. Every time you get your paycheck, you need to pay yourself first. What are you going to do? I really don't know. I don't know. Because in my brain, I'm like, oh, that, 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 that. Well, why don't we go to Costco and get some jeans? Oh, I'm too bombardy to buy clothes at the moment. Oh. I've got to buy corporate clothes. What do we decide? Hashtag bloat. 
bloke. Yeah. Because Kim is in an industry now where every time she turns around, someone sticks a frittata in her gob. <laughs> I know. Or goat's cheese, many pants are. Oh, goat, uh, a bit of goat's cheese? Yeah. Oh, goat, uh, yes. A goat, no, goat's cheese, a little goat's cheese tart, tartlet. With a little Prosecco. With a, with no a Prosecco. No, yeah, no whiskey. That was the, that was my takeaway from the uh, the hot flush dinner. I'm not a whiskey drinker. <laughs> I'm not a tequila drinker, well, but that, that didn't stop me. No, that well, no. Actually, I forgot the tequila. That really probably did kick me into the next zone. Maybe it was that, and not the whiskey fox trot cocktail that Adrena bought me. Can I just go back to Costco for a sec? You haven't ever been to Costco. I have never been to Costco. I'm a Costco virgin. Okay, I'm going to take her there one day, and we'll do a live from there. I think in the corner in the cool room. <gasps> Oh yes. Um, anyway, so I went to Costco on Monday. So tell me about it. Like, where isn't it out at like Lidcombe or somewhere? Yeah, right. So I went to Costco on Monday, and do you it, go in a group? I went with Mrs. Uh, Goodman. Oh, she's like the Costco queen. I was just going to say you need to go with someone competent. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, absolutely. So she goes off and does the thing. I go off and do my thing, and I'm throwing everything in the oh, like seventeen thousand jumbo whiteboard markers. Oh, that seems good for twenty bucks. You know, and so I'm throwing things in, throwing things in. And, and this was the week, Kim, that I said to you, this is my decluttering week. Yes. So I'm throwing everything in the thing. And then I go to the books because I was wanted to get Jessica Rowe's new book, which I ended up getting the other oh. day, which I've read half of it and which we'll come back to because I'd love it. Anyway. I'm tapping. Sorry, Sorry I'm tapping. Fucking school mum. Anyway, so, and then I get to the book section and then, oh. Marie Kondo's Art of Declutter. Oh. And it was a sign. It was a bolt from the sky. It was... <laughs> back I went and put all the stupid things that I didn't need back on the shelves. Hang on, did you go and put them back in the right spot? Y- yes. Oh, I never do that. What's if you think I did? <laughs> I'm like, I do if it's like meat or cheese or something like that. Oh, if it's refrigerated, I put it in the refrigerated section, but not in the proper refrigerated section, like just in a fridge section somewhere. You will die when you go there. Oh, it's like, it's, it just, it's just, just consumerism, <laughs> which you can get swept up in so easily. And my favourite thing is to look at what people are buying. Oh, See, I heard that the first time you go to Costco, don't expect to walk out of there without spending $1,000. Oh, the first time I went to Costco, the only thing I bought was uh, an 80-pack of pens. <laughs> because I was so overwhelmed. You were so, yeah. And I think it takes you a couple of times to go there to get into the, oh, yes, I need a kilo of snake beans. Oh, my god! Like, everything is so massive. So, hang on. So, is there fresh fruit produce? Oh, beautiful produce. Beautiful oh meat gosh. and fruit and veg. Like, Oh, and the, so what? So the whole section is. <gasps> oh, I can't look. I've been in such a good paddock. I am just so. I was trying to make photos. a try on some jeans, and she says she didn't want to. There's um. So there are photos of us from Friday, Saturday night, and I and you know I was calling my dress the spinnaker dress because it was big and loose. And, oh God, I look like photos a whale. Of, a whale. There are photos <laughs> of me from side on, and I swear to fucking God, it is Demis Rusos. It is just. Terrible. Isn't it funny because I didn't notice that about you, but Jesus, my oh, goodness, man. let's throw that stripy dress in the bin. <laughs> I was just like, I can never wear that again. I'm like, it's a beautiful colour. The colour suited me, but I really look like, you know, Gilbert We're going Grape's back to mother. pants and a, white, and a nice top, I think. Pants and a slack. <laughs> a slack and a blouse. <laughs> because the problem with me is that my dress hits my tits yes. and my nips and, and then, then it goes, just goes, boom! <laughs> It is. It's just like, and then it's like, and people say it falls beautifully. No, it just falls over the guts. And if the guts are big enough, then it catches sides of the guts and they go, 
oh, fuck, that's full of guts. And then it's just like, but I, so I just saw them. I saw those pictures of me side on and I went, I just went. But you know, no one else sees it like that. No, no one else does. Yeah. You and, only just see it yourself. And one of our beautiful. There were some beautiful women, very stylish ladies turning but up. But you know what? Like. I thought every I thought everyone that came that that everyone was beautiful, beautiful. because everyone just radiated. Well, they radiate because we're all hot. There was not one but, person there that I didn't it was just vibe with. Beautiful. God, like, I've got teenagers, and I'm saying vibe with. Oh, oh gosh, that's so sad. If you use the word woke, then I'm leaving. No, I don't even know what that means. I think it just means you're on. You know, you're with it. You're woke. You're awake to it. Anyway, so let's chuck out those sacks. Get yeah. back into some slack. Bit of a slack, something with a dart. Needs there needs to be a dart down the front of the shirt. So even if there is a gut, it gives us some form of shape. I yeah. Because that, I mean, the fabric was beautiful, but bloody hell, it's just like she really has let herself go. That's what it was like. But then one of the beautiful women who was there said to me, "You looked luminous," and I was like, "Well, I'm drunk. <laughs> I was drunk. I was sweaty." And I looked like the size of a house. But I'm going to take your compliment. Thank you. That was a very lovely thing to say. Which one? I can't remember what her name was. It's really terrible. I talk to her all the time. When I actually look it up, I'll just go, fuck. Oh, like, it was Donna or it was someone beautiful. Aww. I can't remember. I'm so sorry. Donna DeLancel, she is so funny. I know. She's the one who's going to be a porn writer. <laughs> oh, and we showed everyone how to do the hand sign for cunt. Yes. I know. That was fun. Yes, that was a bit fun. Very educational. Um, uh, so that was my bad. Oh, no. So hang on. So, yes. So Costco. Yes. I had no idea you can do fruit and veg there as well. Oh, yeah. So everything. can you... Booze. So, oh. Flowers. Bedding. Manchester clothes. Diamond jewellery. Hearing aids. Coffins. Everything. <laughs> wow. Spa baths. We need, to go, we need to go in the bed. We need to go in the berry bus, don't yeah. we? Yeah. But you have to go with Mrs. Goodman because she knows all the good French cheeses and... All the deli meats and, you oh, know, she's a foodie like you. Oh, okay. Well, this is, you know, this has to happen. Maybe once I've, once I've, um, you know, been ensconced in the role for a little while. Yeah. I did tell my work that I had organ- already organised a holiday this year. Yeah. 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 That didn't rejoice? Well, it just, of course, sort of coincides with the production of the biggest issue of the year. <laughs> so it's not... It's, well, just, you know... You know, nothing we can do. Anyway. Uh, okay, so Costco. So grateful. Lots of, so tell me... Okay, sorry, I'm a bit fixated on it. Your jeans. Because I arrived today and Woods has got these light like light blue washed, uh, washed out sort of jeans on. Distressed. A bit distressed, but... Not mumsy. Just, not mumsy. And I looked at them and I said to her, have you dropped a couple of kgs really quickly? And she goes, nuts, the jeans. It's the jeans. And they're really great. They're paternally aren't And they? they're really normal at the top. They're not fancy. Like, they're not, there's not fiddly bits. They're just a pair of jeans and they look really good. Paternally aren't $30. 30 bucks. Yeah. And now I'm fully modelling now. She's fully modelling. And, um, <laughs> but they've got a nice thin leg. Like, they've got a pencil leg. They're not skin tight. But they're not like... They're nice and straight. Yeah. And they're, they're not... comfortable. Because my problem is I've like got... you got no hips. Legs, yeah, no hips, no ass, but I've got a go wide cut. girth. Yes. <laughs> we have... We I have an unusual body shape. Yeah, well, as I say, olive, on, olive on toothpicks. That's know. us, you and I. I olive tit- on... I say tits on sticks. Tits on sticks. <laughs> God. Okay, that's enough about Costco. We, have to, we have to do that. Ever, longest term ever. 
this is probably why I'm run down and a little low on energy. Um, just it was it was ten days too long. Yeah, yeah, it was a big term. It was an eleven week term. Yeah, it was huge. And I and also this week, and I, every single teacher that came up looked like they were ready to cry. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> just two days, and you honestly don't come back into school at all. Don't think about the little assholes. And they yeah. go, thank you. And then ones came up to me and said, thank you for my Kit Kat, Mrs. Woog. And I went. <gasps> And she goes, do you want to sign it for me? I read your blog every day. Oh, You're so famous. And then I got embarrassed because I'm thinking, shit. <gasps> what about what about Sam? So Sam, our, you know, hostess with the mostess. Our chanteuse. Oh, that's nice. She's currently in Singapore for a wedding and then having a holiday with her daughter. And she was in Changi Airport. Was she mm-hmm. in Singapore Airport? And someone came up to her yeah. and was like, were you yeah. the host of the hot flush? Yeah. Dinner last week because she saw something on. We are, we are going to become insufferable. Oh, as soon as we hit that fame pinnacle, yeah. As soon as we're at the Kardashians, listen. If all of you, if Chris. you are all not sending us private messages about how much we've changed and how much better it used to be before we were famous, then we are clearly not trying hard enough. <laughs> well, we were in a magazine last month. We were we're getting there. I didn't we're have our pictures away. in it though. We've got to work on that. I know. We need a photo shoot. Oh, God. Can we just just lose about 10 10 10 Gs before we do that? Okay. I'm going to go and make another cup up. So we'll come to you after the break. Okay. Oakley doakley. We're back. We're back. That was the crack of a Diet Coke. Crack the DC. Caffeine installation is happening here. Um, What a circus it was this week in Australian politics uh, when our esteemed Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, Announced on Thursday, an election will be had on May 18. Yeah. Do you know, I saw him interviewed on News Breakfast the next morning when Julian Assange had been arrested. And... It's a big news week. Michael Rowland, Rowland was asking him questions about Julian Assange. And he was talking, and Morrison was talking this really sort of quite quiet sort of voice. And, and just sort of, like, you just could sense that he was like... Um, he knew that he had to be really careful what he said. And then and then Michael moved on to a question about the election and suddenly the Morrison that we all know was back. Like, rah, 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 rah. And jobs like, and growth, uh, jobs and growth, jobs and growth, jobs and growth. Yeah. So we have got, uh, we have got, what, five weeks now? Or six, yeah, five. five and a half weeks now of mitigated five weeks of the day five weeks of just electioneering and i think the biggest fuck up so far would have to have come from peter dutton well you know we'd be disappointed if it had been anyone less who has accused he's the person running against him yeah for using the fact that she is an amputee and can't find she can't find accommodation she can't find a suitable house or because she uses a wheelchair a lot yeah um uh as like trying to buy votes sympathetic votes He's he's a reprehensible human. <laughs> what a dreadful, dreadful man. He's and he's produced children. Like he's he's raising. Well, he's not. Thank God, because you know, hopefully, he's never there. But you know, he's raising children. I mean, ah, oh. tell you who else is reprehensible? Yeah, go on. Israel Folau. So I had to sit down with my my rugby league, rugby union, rugby ball sports, anything ball sports. Yes, mad boy who loves Israel Folau. Oh, really? Yeah, and explained to him why he was getting kicked out of the competitions. 
Oh, for people who don't know and don't follow any form of sports, anything, um, Israel Folau is a remarkably talented athlete. Amazing. Who happens to be an incredibly conservative, dogmatic Christian. And if you look at his Instagram feed, which, you know, to in a way, to his credit, he has not deleted, he has not taken it down, he is standing by everything he says, is incredibly uh, sexist, or sexist, no, discriminatory. Discriminatory. Um, towards homosexuals and drunks. Drunks. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I've really only skirted around the edge of it because... Warning, drunks, homosexuals, adulterers, liars, fornicators, thieves, atheists and idolaters. Hell awaits you. Repent. Only Jesus saves. So I'm a couple of those things. So here's the question, right? Here's the question for you. If you want to be... Oh my God, I just realised a friend of mine, Jim, has liked that post. That's disappointing. (laughs) Um, Send him a little... So here's the question. If you are a religious conservative in a really public position, whether you're a sports person or a politician or maybe someone in business or whatever it is, where you are totally entitled to your religious faith. Yep. So I'm in no way condoning what he does. I fundamentally disagree with it and i and i have real issues with the fact that once you are in a position of authority you have to lead and you have to lead by showing that everyone is equal everyone has worth everyone has merit so to then use that position um hate speech to you for hate speech is is really terrible like it's it's abhorrent so where's the where's the line for someone like Israel Folau if he believes that and that's part of his faith that he has a fundamental problem with someone who's gay? It's called bigotry. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Because I've got many... And, I, and that's how I view it. Yeah. It's but, bigotry. And I've got many friends who are Christian who... I've got Christian friends who are gay. I've got Christian friends who are alcoholics. You know what I mean? It's just... It's really okay. problematic, isn't it? Yeah. Because I, I would hope... I condemn it. I would hope that, that ancient verses of the Bible, written at a time when women were secondary citizens and treated pretty much as a possession, I would kind of hope that a religion and a faith had moved beyond that and gone, okay, the principle, the principle of that is not that list. It's not drunks, homosexuals, adulterers. It's actually people who are not leading, a, who are not leading a, a life where they are good people in terms of... It, it's about... They're, they're putting that down as... A, a, Evilness. Yes. Hmm. So, you know, we just hope that that parlays into modern rather than actually going, well, the Bible says a homosexual is going to hell. The people that, you know, interpreted the scriptures back then is how, that's how they put it. I'm sorry, I'm really trying to sort of, I'm having a bit of a amble and ramble, I know, but I just, I think it's really, um, I think it's really disappointing, but I also think it's really... There has to be a nuanced discussion around it because if there isn't, uh, those 
you know, there's all we're going to do is create a bigger chasm and we're going to push people to further extremes. So he's going to not, Israel Folau is not going to at any point now just sort of go, oh yes, I was wrong or he's, he's digging his heels in that that's what he believes in and that's what he's going to stand by and that's what he's going to die by. And it's just like, and that's fine. But my problem is the influence that he has. That's right. The correct. Exactly. And so there has to be a discussion around that of where, you know, if, if you have if you have a faith and you believe in, if you're a Christian or, you know, a Catholic or a, a, a Muslim, it doesn't, you are entitled, button. You're entitled to that, but there has to be respect. There has to be respect. You can't just come out and go, you I'm don't better believe, than you. I'm better than you. You I'm don't believe go, what I believe. Hell. I'm going to heaven. Unless yeah. you change your ways, yeah, you're a bad person. Because that, to me, is the complete antithesis of what a faith and being someone of a faith is. I know. I thought it was just acceptance. I thought it was meant to be love and compassion and kindness. Yeah. Not you are going to hell because of how you were born. Because you don't believe in God. Or because of the fact that you like boys, other boys more than chicks. Or Anyway, bored now. Yeah, bored now. Let's move on to our favourite part. <gasps> Read his questions. Read his questions. You're taking take them through. Uh, take us through them. This okay. Week. <laughs> so Donna said uh, said at probably I don't know it was probably at about midnight. Why am I awake? <laughs> <laughs> Bladder tricks, please. Do you know the waking up to have to do a wee during the night has only ever happened to me when I was pregnant, and it's only really happened in the last two two to three years that yeah. I had to get up in the night and pee. When you're pregnant, it's so annoying because you wake up and you go to the toilet because you're busting and you do and one you, drop. You do one drop. But, but then you the stand up. The baby's sitting on your bladder and your bladder's telling your brain, yeah. you need to empty. Yeah. Ugh. And then you stand up and the baby moves and then you have more wee. And so you do this weird little... De- and then my midwife once told me you have to sit on the toilet and rock because that's how you sort of move Slosh the bladder around. around. I just went, oh, God, we have to do this everything. This is so dignified. Um... Bladder tricks, please. I don't have one. I think um, yeah. our bladders just go, we're, you're old. We're going <laughs> yeah, to make you up. I, I might just piss for no reason Yeah, sitting on the couch. Ah, Donna even then also raises the point about recorded political phone calls. What is the point of those? It's just annoying. It annoys everyone. It's I a think robo-call. it's the most least effective way of campaigning. Least effective campaigning method. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what though, what's his name? Who's that bigot from Queensland? Clive Palmer. He must be spending a fortune on that. Well, and I, you know, that's just so despicable considering the number of people he just fucked you know, over, fucked over up in Mount Isa. Was it Mount Isa? I can't remember. Anyway, and still paying his nephew, you know, squillions of dollars. Okay, Sharon. Oh, Sharon talks about Megan and Harry's announcement this week that uh, they're going to keep the birth private. I think that's great. What? Yeah, do like, whatever you want. Do whatever you want. If anyone's in a position to do what they want, they are. Yeah, do what you want. Don't also, you don't want to get, turn up twenty four hours later with your hair and makeup done on the steps, having a photo taken? Don't. Don't do it. And people sort of going, oh, she might be having a home birth, and it's like, oh, oh, like good, good for her. <laughs> Hope she's got enough tarps. Yeah, I'm spitting on you. Sorry. Just get lots of maternity pads. Maternity pad tarps. Just need tarps to lie around the floor everywhere. <laughs> Uh, oh, and Sharon is also reading Jessica Rose's new book, Crack oh, Housewife. Oh, she's, she's giving me some words next week for Wigs Word Blog. Oh, I first met Jess when I crashed her book on motherhood 
a few years ago at Allen and Unlin, who later went on to become my publishers. And we just clicked straight away. Yeah. Just, just, it was one of those fall in love moments. Even though she's thin? I'm not discriminative about people who are thin. Mm. The only reason you are is because of you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I totally own it. That's got nothing to do with them. Um, no, she's just one of those natural no, ectomorphs. She's just, yeah, she's gorgeous. She's so nice. And she doesn't swear, which is interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Um, but, yeah, I'm... Can you imagine living in their household? Because she's so tall and Peter's, so, Peter's tall. so tall. It must be like being in the land of giants. Well, the kids will be tall. Yeah. So then it, that will normalise everything out. But it's a really good read. It's a really honest... It's frolicking in parts and it's thoughtful in parts and I'm really enjoying it and I'll probably finish it today so I'll give it to you tonight when you come over for Lebanese oh yes um oh and Ruthie's telling us that when she flew back to Emerald because she came from but fuck nowhere to come and hang out hang out with us uh she drove she's filling us in because I said you guys need to tell us about your week and she picked up her 15 year old son and then she took him on work experience and he loved it and she just said that she just had the best time and came away very refreshed and says thank you. Oh, I, uh, I came away refreshed. I know, Jesus. But like I just, yeah, done 10 rounds. Um, Sandra says, how do you keep sane while parenting teens when one teen is too smart for his own good and sibling children who don't get along? Over to you, Mrs. Woog. Now, to me, it's about socially isolating themselves in different areas of the house. Yeah. Um, my two have, are black belts at yeah. arguing. Uh, the youngest one is, we call him the sleuth, uh, and he's a chief dobber. Right. And he has made it his mission to make his older brother's life impossible. Yeah. And his older brother has size on his side. Yeah. And he ain't afraid to use it. So it can be quite stressful. Um, and I just try really hard to, you know, why are you walking into his room? Because it'll start at World War Three. Yeah. Um, my kids are really active. They don't spend a lot of time at home. One's dancing at the moment. One's about to go to footy. So they've yeah. got their own interests. But minimize the time they need to spend together. Yeah. They that's basically friends. it. They will be friends one day. Yeah, Felix and Jasper almost get on now, and that's because Felix is living in Bathurst. Mm. And Rob and his um, brother basically tried to kill each other on an almost daily basis when they were teenagers. Where's my husband going? I don't know. He's in the pedo van. He's in the pedo van. Didn't he say he was going mountain bike riding? Honestly. He was dropping... Everybody is so busy. He was dropping... um, Jack at dance. Jack at dance and then going bike riding. And he's just sent me a text, please shut the gate. Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, so anyway, Rob and his brother used to just almost kill each other. And then pretty much as soon as one of them moved out, they started to get on better. And now they talk every week and, you know, his, his brother still lives you know, in, in Adelaide. So, But I just think you need to sort of minimise the time they're around each other. Yeah. You have to – and then you and just – And ultimately it's their relationship. It's not your relationship. Yeah, yeah. But and, it can be draining and exhausting and depressing. Oh, so depressing. Yeah. And Rob finds it really difficult like watching the boys if they are fighting with each other. And, like, Felix can be an absolute dick if he wants. Mm. Well, they all um, can be. And, you know, Jasper can absolutely niggle, like. Yeah. And, you know, and niggle and niggle. He doesn't. And when he finds that line, yeah. he goes racing over it. It's he like doesn't know, they don't know when to stop. They find a spot and then they dig yeah. deeper. So, Sandra, it's just really shitty. And we're all just trying to get through it. 
Right. Uh, Kim Marie says robust discussions with her husband about how much freedom the 15-year-old should have when she remembers what she used to get up to at that age. Yeah, I'm going through the same thing. And um, I built everything on trust. So I know that Harry was out last night. I know that there was alcohol around. I asked him how much he had to drink. And he's very honest with me. I don't buy um, alcohol for teenagers. I think that's really, really stupid. But we used to somehow get our mitts on it at the same age. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and just make sure you have that honesty channel open. Yeah. If you, if you shut it down, if you try to put these really stri- they're going to do it anyway. They're going to do it anyway. And, and then, then, they, then they're going to be sneaky about it. They're going to be sneaky about it. And then if something goes wrong, they're going to be too scared to tell you. And and then, and then, then a small problem can snowball into a very yeah. big problem. So yep. just accept the fact that that might happen and focus on the honesty and the communication. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to find out why your husband is feeling that way. Like, is it just that he's not coming to terms with the fact that your child is growing up? up? Yeah. Um, or is he worried about something might happen to them? And if that's his concern, then find some find some things that you can put in place that would help alleviate that. So your you know the fifteen year old has to come in and say hello when they get home, or they you or have yeah. to ring, or you have to. You or know. if he doesn't get home in the time that he says he'd be home, then he's you know he suffers the consequence of the punishment. Yeah, yeah. Um. How early can symptoms... Oh, this is Dana. How early can symptoms of perimenopause start? 30s, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christina says to her that she started at 41. Um, she's now 45. She hasn't had a period for, for 14 months. She still has the odd flush and mood swings in sorts of ways. No, goodbye, Oscar. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> um, brain fog is really getting to me, but I hope that these will disappear one day soon. Um so when I did that podcast, the ladies we need to talk. Yep. Um, there was a woman on that who actually went through it, and she was like thirty-two. Yeah. So oh look, God, he's, he's determined. That's uh, Oscar's just continually ringing me. Um, so it really, it really just goes off the individual. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's no, and you know, quite often we'll get girls on the page saying, "My doctor's not listening to me. Find another doctor." Yeah. 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 And but I I would say that if it is if it does seem to be happening quite early on, you know... Okay, well we had a little brief interruption because the batteries ran flat and then another little brief interruption because we had to drop has at the station. But we're back because he's joined the North Sydney Brothers Rugby League Club. And what do I think the North Sydney Brothers sounds like? I'm not like? going to say. Mm. I'm not going to say what she said about that. It wasn't good. That might come back to haunt me. So now he plays for state club and now he's joined rugby league. And he went off today looking like the best bogan. I was so proud of him. He really he really was embracing his wog Hungrian uh, heritage, wasn't he? Wasn't today? he? He mm. wasn't he. We were talking about when menopause can start, so I'm not sure when we cut out. But uh, if it does come if it does happen quite young, then you need a lot more medical, sort of, because it has other implications on your health and your yeah, body. and, and stuff. your mental health. Because I think it can, there's, oste- there's something to do with bone density and health mm. and stuff. Anyway, uh, oh, Janine, how does one stop crying at everything? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My God, our answer to all of these is either, I don't know. Ask someone else or see the doctor. Ask someone else, see the doctor, I don't know. 
or it's really shitty, we just have to live with it. Aren't we good at podcasting? Do you know what? I spent an hour, and I put this on my Facebook page. Can, you know when you just get sucked into watching videos about dog rescues? No. I don't know anything and about that. And for an hour this week, um, I was just like, because, you know, when you press on one, then you press on the next one, and all of a sudden you're just like crying because these poor dogs are so neglected and they've been given another lease on life. And I'm like, see, this is why this is why I make stupid decisions. Because no. then I get so upset. Look, I understand about crying about everything. And one of my girls this week was crying at work because she'd only been there for a few weeks and she was feeling really lost and, Aww. you know, and I felt so bad because that reminds me of the time that my... um. My boss uh, at um, oh. <laughs> a publishing company for a penguin, Brain Fog, um, Brain Fog, told me that I had a new boss who I hated, and I just burst into tears. Um, Saint Leger was his name. Uh, burst into tears in his office, like full hysterical crying. Not like, oh, no, I'm all fine. Like snot and red <laughs> and hysterical. Yeah. I had a big ugly cry on Rob the other day and then I was at work and I was just listening to one of my random just pot, um, soundtracks and Ben Fold's song The Love, the Luckiest came on. So I was at my desk on what, day six of like, no, day seven of my job, you know, of new, work, job. new job, having a little cry because it is the most beautiful song in the whole world. But do you know that there was an article came out this week that several workplaces were becoming very menopausal aware? Yes. And were doing things to support the women in their 40s plus. And I thought that was so great. Yes. 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 <laughs> okay. I must say my office seems to run a bit warm. <laughs> I'm a little bit concerned about that. But where I, I had Rob? a cardigan on this week. I put a cardigan on this week. Rob was really Praise sad because it was it was cool one evening, and he was like, "You're enjoying this, aren't you?" And I went, "Yep." I know, isn't that lovely? I know. Kelly asks, "Why doctors don't believe you when you get early perimenopause?" Oh, um, yeah, I hate well, this. yes, it's just I know because. I don't know. We you know so find much. Find a new one. Yeah, get a younger one because we know so much more about it now. So if your doctor is a 60-year-old man, yeah. he's been saying for the last 40 years, this is not what it is. So yeah. you have to find yourself a doctor who will oh. listen to you. And Christina has a really good comment about that saying, keep a diary of your symptoms and your periods. And I do that as well mm. like, and just sort of keep a jot of it. so that Because you know when you start going, oh, my period's been all over the shop. But when you actually look back, you just had one. That's yeah. been weird. Yeah. And so your brain I track does mine on an app. Weird. And so I know when I'm ovulating. So I know that after that, I will crash mentally and I might get the blues. And it really helps you to demystify what's going on in your body. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Caroline says, <laughs> why are you awake at 4.30? <laughs> yeah, I was actually. I was awake. Um, any tips? Regarding girlfriends sleeping over, what age do you think it's okay? Have a 19, 17, 15 and 10-year-old, three boys and then a girl. Currently, the 17-year-old has a girlfriend. I've said no um, till the freaking HSC is done and then obviously with permission of parents, etc. Just curious about what others are thinking and doing. Interesting. Donna says, as long as her parents knew where she was, we let them sleep over. They would find somewhere anyway. My preference was safe sex and open communication rather than deception. Yep. 
I am with you all the way, Donna. Well, for a start, I think you have to look at it by a case-by-case basis and you don't have one rule that's going to suit all your kids, right? Yep. Because they're going to be emotionally intelligent or emotionally stunted. Yep. If they're in a relationship with a girl who you think is a good match, there's so many variables to answering this yep. question. Um, I personally, when I was in year 11, I had, I had um, certain rules that had to be ticked before I... Um, had sex for the first time with my boyfriend. Um, poor bastard, I made him wait for so long. But, and I've got one now who is sort of entering that phase. I would much rather know that he was safe and not off in a bush with a girl. Yeah. Um, obviously, no randoms. It would have to be somebody who he was in a relationship with it. Obviously, the parents must know that she was staying over. Yeah. Hasn't happened yet, but I'm totally like... Yeah, you know, ours uh, at my growing up, it was like if you were engaged, you're allowed to sleep in the same room. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember my twenty first, and so my sister got engaged when she was twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was at my twenty first, and I and Mum, who doesn't drink, had had like one or two glasses of champagne. So she was like, you know, and I said, "Well, uh, uh, AB's sleeping in my bed tonight," and I and. She's like, oh, 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 I don't know about that. And then just did anyway. And that was that. And you did from then on. <laughs> uh, I think, oh, and look, I don't know about the whole until the HSC is done. Yeah. You I know, think sex is a good release point, you know, like just. They're doing it anyway. I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah, they really, all, they do, all that means is that they're just doing it when you're not home. Which would be okay with me because. Yeah, you'd rather not. <laughs> I would just, yeah, no, yeah, let's not. You'd just be lying there going, oh, yeah, I wouldn't can I hear them? What's that? Is I, that wouldn't, the... I wouldn't throw the HSC into the equation. I think that's just going to add more stress. Yes. Okay. Uh, Belinda. Oh, Belinda went to her best friend's rainbow wedding. Oh. I'm very happy about rainbow weddings. We're going to one soon too. Yes. She's, oh, she's having a bathroom reno. Interesting. Oh, Belinda, she gets, she gets a special shout out because she exposed some bullying behavior in her team at work and it's being taken higher and she's scared that there will be repercussions, but she's glad she took action. Good on you. It takes guts and I fucking think you're awesome. Nikki says, how good are melatonin pills? Oh, so good. Really? Oh, it's not a furphy? Oh, I had one last night. Oh, and they work. Oh, I, I, I took one at seven. Yeah. And I was lights out at eight. And normally it takes me ages. So Nikki actually says, I ran out a few days ago. You have to get them from America. And I've had shit sleep since. Oh, yeah. If only they cost the same here as in the US. Hurry up, iHerbs. I don't know who iHerbs is. It's the place you order them. Oh, okay. Okay. Melatonin, you say. Interesting. Uh, Harriet... Oh, yeah, the teen... So Harriet's concerned about teenagers spending days and days in their bedrooms, like, you know, when they're on school holidays and stuff, and that they seem okay, but at what point do you intervene? I used to worry about that with Felix, and now I sort of look back and I think, maybe I should have dragged him out of his room, but I don't know. He seems fine. He's 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 okay. But I think you should look for other telltale signs. If you are worried that they're withdrawing and keeping themselves, you know, locked away or yeah, no, then, no. then you need those. to. But if they're just being normal teens and, you know. Well, that's the difficult thing. I know. How know. do you know? You don't know. And that's the whole thing. communication. Just being... You've just got to keep, you yeah. know. Like, uh, you know, Harry came in the other day and I was just sitting on the couch reading my book and he sat down. He obviously wanted to have a chat, so I put my book away and, and you know, we, we find that no eye contact works for us. Yeah, it's got to be really non-confrontational. <laughs> yeah, so we sat side by side and he's on his phone 
And I'm just like, you know, and then what happened? And then what happened? We had an hour of just yep. good solid chat. And yep. even if you only do that once a week, you just check in with them. When you're driving, in yeah, the car. in the car. In the kitchen if they're helping you make dinner. Yep. Grovey made all of dinner last night. He's like he made boy. potato bake. He's 11. Made yeah. potato bake, cooked sausages. I don't think they had anything green, but... Oh, no, they did. I'd made zucchini gratin the night before. Okay. Doesn't count. Yeah, true. Uh, oh, Megan, she goes back to work on Monday after 16 months recovering from breast cancer. You have got the whole flushing brigade behind we you. We are behind you, Megan. I hope it goes well. Don't try and flog yourself, right? Just, yep. you know, go easy on yourself. Um, yep. it's, that's great. And we're thrilled that you beat that fucker. Yes. Helen. Look, look, look. I know. I've got goosebumps. I'm so proud of we're our just, girls. I know. She doesn't know how a hot flushing mother's going to cope. You'll cope. <laughs> I just sit there. I actually fan now. I openly fan in the office. Just get my hat. Like, got yeah. my little, I can't not. Uh, oh, Helen, the roll of toilet paper a day, even oh. when the kids are at school. What are they doing? Eating it? A new fad diet? Mate. Did you see that Instagram stories photo I put up? And did you see the follow up? <laughs> There's a whole trail of everyone. And then some, some poor, you know, some poor woman has a household where there's the empty roll on the holder, then the new roll, and then on the floor are two other empty rolls standing yeah, up. That's quite often in our house. <sighs> wow. How to survive the worst week ever with the very testing Mr. 17 during school holidays. Okay. Liz, boundaries. How have you got them to understand they need them? Ugh. Well... You can explode like Mount Kosciuszko like I did on Monday and just turn into a snarling, evil, feral, sweaty, sweary beast. I wouldn't do that as a regular practice, but sometimes it is the only way that you are going to reset yeah. them. Um, yeah. I think that we've been told so long that we've got to be this perfect, caring, understanding, precious little princess <clears throat> kids, you know... And when you look back onto when we were growing up, we had far less problems in our kids. And I think we do too much for them. I know do. I do. Yeah, absolutely. And because you're now being hounded that are they getting enough fruit and vegetables a day? Are they getting enough protein a day? Um, uh, is that organic? Are they? Should you have dairy? And there's so much to worry about as it is. Yeah. I'm going to just sit down for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laura picked up... Deb from Wooks World and her kids, and they're staying tonight. Oh, friends. Look at that. I love that. Uh, Jennifer's talking about pushing a nine-pound, nine-ounce yeah. nine baby out in one push like a battery ram, and then 15 years later having to deal with the teenager and a dribbly bladder. I hear you. Oh, I hear you, we're sister. There. We're there. Uh, Jackie had a bloods done. She's on her way. You're on. She's on her way to menopause. Woo-hoo! She's on the road. And Let Donna, the fun begin. And Donna just asks plaintively, "Why does my other half get in the car, put on Spotify, then mumble at me?" Which <laughs> Donna is that? Uh, oh, we don't have to say last name. Yeah, we're not saying last name. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. Mr. Woog has Spotify and he has the fucking worst taste in music. Oh, does he? It triggers me. Really? What sort of, like, what sort of oh, stuff what is that? It? Um, oh, of course. Is it Boobly? No, God, no. No. Like oh, no, he thinks he's cool. He thinks yeah, he's so really it's, cool. So it's and like it's just Kendrick like, Lamar and, and a little and... bit of, like, trance or, you know. Oh, God, really? Yeah. And <laughs> I 
fucking ah, hate ah, it. Ah, oh, like that's really funny. mate. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. You're not at a rave now. Uh, fa- fast forward this one. Fast- I wish Jack was here because he'd be able to rattle all the songs off that I can't listen to in the car. Jack and I were going to do some aerobics today and he's had to go to ballet. Well, that's that'll disappointing. Be next time. Yeah. It'll be next time. Um, what are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to... Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Easter long weekend just so I can catch my breath. Yep. Uh, one of our... one of the, My favourite holiday of all the year. My, uh, one of the beautiful, beautiful guys from the Bitter Few, which is where Rob and my beer bar of choice... He is that. Maybe we should have an event there. Oh, wow. But a lot of women aren't beer drinkers. Yeah, no, fair enough. But they've got a restaurant downstairs that they're just opening called The Few, which we could do it down there. They yeah. do French food. It's amazing. Oh, well, that's this. Uh, so, anyway, what, Dylan, who's been the bar manager there, who has just become like quite a, you know, really close. He's sort of like a little bit of a surrogate son. Uh, he's going travelling, he's doing the big. Just bought a one-way ticket. Oh, lovely! And so I did that was the best so we're day. having the core family of the true believers of the original sort of bar staff. We're picking them up in the Berry bus, like from near the like from the city on Monday night, and they're coming to my place for every fucking night. That's what he wanted. <laughs> I said we have to do a farewell, and he goes, "I want to come. I want to come to your place in the Berry bus and have oh, every fucking night." It's so iconic. And so... Look what you've built. And, and he just... You've got hipsters coming to your house. That would make me so nervous. Oh, no, it's going to be great. So that, that's what I'm looking forward oh, to. Monday it. night. That'll I'm be looking fun. forward to, thank God, it's school holidays and just, <sighs> you know, partaking a bit of day drinking when I feel like it. <laughs> so you know that I had the whole, um, this week, like just tr- getting lunches and stuff was just, I don't know, I really was just like, you guys are on your own. And so they just got flexi schools every day, which is, you know, ordering canteen. And I said, Jasper said to me Thursday night, he goes, so what's for lunch tomorrow? And I went, oh, I don't know. Like, what do you, and he goes, and I said, you don't want, you don't want canteen. And he goes, no, I've had it for three days. I just need mum food. (laughs) And so I went to bed because there was no, I just, I thought we're going to make him like, you know. Sandwich. He doesn't like sandwiches. Oh, man. So I bought, one of the best things I ever bought was a, um, these, I think they were $12 and it's a little wide neck thermos, like a little short wide neck thermos from Target or Kmart. And the boys just, Jasper loves it. And he just takes leftover curry and rice or almost every day. He takes that. He doesn't want a sandwich or anything. So I was like, oh, I went to bed. Woke up an hour and a half later. It's grody. Woke up an hour and a half later with the worst leg cramps. Spasms. Spasms in my big toes. You know, the whole kit. And I was just up. Yeah. Because it was like I'd had a power nap. <laughs> and so I got, I made him, I made him his favourite thing, which is zucchini gratin. But had it ready to then go in the oven. And then when I did get up at five, <laughs> I popped it in the oven. <laughs> function how the fuck do you function if i don't get eight hours of solid sleep the whole world is a fucking disaster well i think we can just i think this can be an exciting thing for everyone on the hot flush to look forward to because 
this is not sustainable. It's not. I'm so concerned that once the, the once once the it's novelty wears of this new job wears off, you're going to go down in a blazing I flame. I am going to go down like a sack I'm of bricks. I'm already concerned that you're working full time on those hours. I know. So I know. you need to actually stop podcasting and go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so oh so so this is what we're talking. So we're, this is what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> Because I said to oh, it, you know it's going to be me that's going to have to pick up the fucking pieces. I know. <laughs> I just, I've just made the worst life choices. <laughs> I can't stop eating. I'm the size of a house. I hate my children. <laughs> Not that I ever do that. That dress made me look a like yes. Oh my god! I looked at those photos and just went, "How do you even make that better? Like you can't. You can't even crop the photo." It's like, oh, You can gosh. always crop the photo. There is one, though. There is one photo of the of you, me, and Sam, and we're actually looking straight towards whoever's camera it is, and the three of us are all making a face. <laughs> like, I don't know what we were talking about, but the three of us are just going, I'm sort of going, oh, that's hilarious, and you're just going, stop talking. And <laughs> Sam's in the background going, why am I associated with this on any level? It's the well, be- it's one, actually the best photo of the night, I think. At one point, I yelled over to Kim's table and said, cut her off. Yeah, she did. You were cutting me off all night. I was like, stop telling me to stop talking. No, I tell you to stop drinking. Oh, drinking. Wasn't actually drink. I didn't. I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't have very much at the restaurant because no. I, I, I was so excited. It I was thought, the tequila shots and then the cocktails. And, and the, the whiskey sours afterwards. The whiskey sours. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us this week. Sorry we didn't oh. podcast last week. No, we didn't. Send a podcast live. Uh, we just had a week off because we were too busy IRLing. Yes, IRLing. this is true. So, yeah. We just, hope you have a wonderful first we week hope of you the have school a holidays. Week. And as they say, just keep plucking.